We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Happy Tuesday night, everybody. It's uh, another Garage Beers Tuesday here on the OBR Streaming Network. As we, uh, the OBR, is bringing you all the best Browns coverage since 1999. And I am Chad Meyer, uh, known as Garage Beers Chad. Uh, and my co-host down in Nashville is Garage Beers Joe. Joe, how you doing? Do you enjoy my uh, strip club DJ voice? That's that's killer, man. <laughs> That's killer. That's 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 a great vibe to start off the show. I was ready for like a walkout song or something there. Yeah, dude. I I don't I don't know how they did it. Like I I just could never put on a fake voice like that. Like back when I was in broadcasting school, right? Yeah. It's like, do you think like do you think like like I don't know like we got stacks and stacks of hot wax coming up for you? It's uh, Foo Fighters here on uh, WM. Like I, I feel like if I if if my softball career pans out, I I would rather have you do my walk up than <laughs> I think anyone else in the world. Oh dude, I, I would be your hype man. I would so be your hype yeah. man. Oh yeah. Do you Absolutely. think do you think like strip club DJs took their took took lessons from top 40 DJs or vice versa? Um it's got to be vice versa, right? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't picture a top 40 guy going, well, we got cinnamon coming up on the stage. But anyway, uh, yeah. <laughs> hi, hi again, everybody. Again, if you're joining us, welcome. Uh, this is not a typical OBR show. Uh, you know, we, although we do talk plenty of Browns coverage, um, we talk plenty of Browns, but you know, garage beers, it's a, it's a bit of a different show. We, you know, we like to sit in the garage. We like to have a couple of beers. We like to, you know, just kind of about chat about whatever we want to, whatever's going on in the Cleveland sports scene or otherwise. So yeah, that that's, that's kind of what we do here. So um, that being said, it is garage beers. Joe, what are you drinking tonight? You have it. Are you having a still cleaning out the wedding beer? No, no, I went to the store. This All right. It's great. I got myself finally a build your own six pack. And uh, we're, we're branching out from the Lake Erie Monsters, although I still have some left in there. Absolutely delicious. Uh, but we're going local again. There we go. Finally, after a while, uh, we have East Nashville Brew Works, Miro Ooh. Miel. Miro oh, Miel. I don't know how you say that. Miro, Miro, Miel. Miro, Miel. It's a honey blondale. Very nice, very summery. It's like, uh, that's really good. Um, it's going to be like 110 in Nashville this week. And so I need cold. 
<laughs> I need to think cold and light right now. <laughs> Air conditioning. I'm going to be sitting inside and pouring water on myself. Many, many prayers that my AC does not go out. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that's what Joe's drinking tonight. I have got, you know, Hoppin' Frog. It's a repeater, but it's... Uh, they, they they took all the chocolate sweetness and just put it into one beer. It's the uh, peanut butter, hazelnut, caramel, chocolate cake stout. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Heavy. Wow. Very uh, Heavy, but amazing. It is absolutely amazing. Hoppin' Frog uh, one of, voted one of the best breweries in America. Uh, you yeah. know, I, I don't know if anybody knew that. I don't know if you knew that. I don't know if our special guest coming up who's waiting in the wings knew that, although she's probably not going to get a chance to because she's leaving us. Uh, anyway, um, uh, yeah, but that's it. Uh, those are our garage beers of the week here. And, um, yeah, but let us know what you're drinking in the comments. If we find some, if you recommend some, we'll go find it. We'll go try it. And, uh, yeah, that's our garage beers of the week. So let's, uh, without further ado, I mean, let's just jump right into it. Cause we only have her for a certain amount of time, but our special guest waiting in the wings right now, um, hates us. Yeah. She, uh, she absolutely hates us. Uh, otherwise she wouldn't be leaving us. Uh, which is fine. She doesn't want to be one of us anymore, uh, but that's okay. It's Bailey Burmaster from Channel 19 News. Bailey, how? First off, how dare you? Uh, second off, how you doing? I don't hate you guys. That's <laughs> not true. First of all, that is fake news. I am leaving you. That is true. But I am doing good. Uh, feeling a little discombobulated. Getting ready to move. Also, still working. Just a lot of moving pieces going on. But. Um, to new beginnings yeah well, well congratulations seriously that's that's awesome going back home being you know it, it's was that the ultimate goal that was the ultimate goal from the start right so I what a lot of people don't know is I was born in Dallas which is like I'm a Texas girl through and through but yeah. I grew up in Atlanta so I was there from third grade until I graduated high school which a lot of people don't know that um so if you told me what the ultimate goal was, it would be to be a sports anchor in Dallas. And I had had opportunities of possibly getting back to Dallas, but they just never okay. panned out. Um, and this opened up and became some, something so much bigger. So I can't really, I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than a top 10 market um, as a sports director. So I'm really honored for the opportunity and excited to be back. So yeah, I mean, this is just another step in the ladder. Um, we'll see, you know, what comes after that or what the trajectory is. You know, I'm always looking for, you know, climbing the ladder of what's next. And this is just a really good opportunity. I couldn't turn down after my time in Cleveland. What are you talking? Who wants to advance their career? That's weird. That is weird. Burmaster. No, you know, uh, people just get complacent. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For Not sure. Me. Now, I don't know if you heard my little uh, dialogue at the beginning, you know, my voice, my voice, my voice work, my voiceover. Uh, did you have a draw like growing up in the South? So I didn't. But when I was in Lubbock, Texas, where I started, um, I was told that I was starting to get a twang. OK. <laughs> and I would talk like like when I would say Texas Tech, I'd be like Texas Tech. Oh, like things like that, that I really had to work out of when I went to Wisconsin and my biggest fear leaving Wisconsin was going around saying flag and bag. And I was like, I, the, the accent I'm going to have after wherever I end up, it's just going to be, we'll have a little bit of all the best of the worlds in the accents. But no, I didn't really growing up in Georgia. I wasn't, I didn't really have a twang or anything or Southern draw. But I, I do it's, say y'all. It's tricky though. I do say y'all a lot, but I feel yeah. like it's not like a y'all. It's like y'all. <laughs> 
you know, it's like, I've, I've been in Nashville for 10 years and the y'all has come into my oh, vocabulary it's and so I like, hard. it's so, yeah, I was fighting it for so long, but then it's just so much easier and it's just like, rolls it's, quicker, it's, it's quicker. Yeah. 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 I was yeah, I was curious. I was just curious because you know, like, because universally in the news, you know, they they want you to have that midwestern you know accent. Like, like, could you say I'm Bailey Burmaster for the Garage Beers podcast? Can you say it in like your news voice? <laughs> well, so my I feel like my news voice isn't much different than my actual okay. voice. So right. here, here's the funniest thing: when I was going through college and starting out, I always used to talk like this because women are supposed to talk like really soft and nurturing and like. But the reality is, is I have like a man voice and yeah. I needed to embrace it. And I had a news director once tell me, he pulled me in his office and he was like, so we got to talk. And I'm like, okay. And I was an intern at this time. He goes, I need you to yell at me. And I was like, what? And he was like, yell at me. Like you are talking here. I need you to project. So I'm yelling at this news director in his office. Like imagine this, I'm like 20 years old, 21. And I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm yelling at this news director but it made a lot of sense that you just project. So now it's like, welcome into sports. I'm Bailey Burmaster. And there's yeah. a little bit of like an edge to it, but I just, I, to yeah. me, it's not really, my voice is different. I just project more. Mm, okay. All right. Yeah. I could just, I'm just picturing that meeting. Like you did this to yourself. <laughs> I was like, what am I supposed to say? Hi, my name is Bailey. And you're just yeah. like, awkward. No, okay. Nothing like your intern boss asking you to yell at them. Yeah. yeah. Was an, he was an interesting character. He also compared me to his ex-wife at the time, which was just, uh, uh, you know, there was, yeah. listen, I'm going to go. Like, is that like, take that's the it? Good, like, like, I'm gonna... Take the good and just whatever that was, we're just going to pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of your college days, I actually, uh, we actually kind of had a weird, like, co like connection, like a blast from the past type of deal uh, this morning. Because my buddy, who's a sports director at the ABC station in, uh, ABC? no, it's NBC, NBC station in Shreveport. He's a sports director for NBC in Shreveport. He texts, he messages me uh, saying, my old coworker in Knoxville, because uh, he spent, spent the last three years in Knoxville, my old coworker in Knoxville was a college friend of hers. And she's, he said, she's pretty damn good. Going to be going to be the big time. And it was his name was Reese Van Haften. Yeah, Reese. So I went to school with Reese. He is someone yeah. that um, we've stayed in contact over the years. He's grown so much and done so well for himself. And we were able to reconnect when I was in Green Bay. I want to say he was the sports director in Wausau. And then when I came to Cleveland, he went to Knoxville. So yeah, that's so random. What a small yeah. world. Crazy, right? It's it's really crazy. Uh, but he did ask me or tell me to ask you about mm -hmm. how your aggression, your aggression when you were playing soccer back in college. Like, like, do you have any fun stories that you could share? Um. Okay, let me think about this. Um. There was one. The worst soccer story I have. I was a senior in high school actually, and I was getting ready to go to Oklahoma State. And we played in this big tournament that was, um, it was, it was at Disney, like the worldwide of sports. It was a big deal. It was where everyone got recruited. I, my coaches from Oklahoma state were coming out to watch me. We were in the semifinals and it was a really big deal because we were kind of like, we were a good team. We were just smaller and not well known nationally as much, but we were in the semifinals and we had to win obviously. And I played outside back at the time. I was a really good defender, but I could serve really really well 
Mm-hmm. So this girl had been cheap shotting me the whole time and shocking. I was a hothead in soccer. I'm sure that's super surprising. Weird. Yeah. Um, and she just kept hitting me and hitting me. And finally, I think it was right before halftime, she had punched me in the back once. And I just it was near the sideline and I kicked the ball out, grabbed her by her head this way, flung <laughs> her down and kicked her. Um, <laughs> Now, for people who don't know soccer that much, a yellow card and a red card. Now, I didn't know this even existed, but they stopped the game for 10, 15 minutes. I was written up for a violent conduct red card, was thrown out of the game, forbidden from the tournament. Oh, my God. They had to write up like an essay on me. And it ended up where it had to go to like the Florida board for soccer but that didn't translate to Georgia where my team was from. And for some reason we were able to like get it down to like, I was suspended for four games within my team. So, and that didn't include the tournament. So when I got back to Georgia, I had to sit two extra games. Um, The worst part about all of that wasn't even the fact I had to sit games. I had a um, Jamaican head coach, Jerome, who I loved And he was someone who believed in, if I stop yelling at you, then you should be concerned because it means I don't care anymore. Like your potential has hit its limits. And he was just ripping me on the sideline, throwing water bottles, like just because I was probably, I I was arguably our best defender. So we end up winning this game down a player. I don't know. So we go to the finals. (laughs) I can't play. Oh no. They have a stud forward who I was supposed to mark the entire game, but I couldn't play, so I didn't. We ended up losing 2-1, and my coach walks over to me and looks at me and goes, just to be abundantly clear, we lost because of you. And then he just walks away. He just walks away. Um, Oh, bit of daggers. That is my violent conduct red, like violent conduct red card story. Um, there's probably a few other ones in there that are like wild. I was never like a big talker, mm-hmm. but if you started something like I was for sure, for sure going to finish it. <laughs> they're, they're like, listen, we don't even have a color card for what you just did. Like if you can just, <laughs> if you can just maybe yeah. just walk yeah. off already. I mean, that, that was new for me. I was like, what? And, and my dad, so how my dad, as, as, as a defender, my dad always told me that if I wasn't getting cards in soccer, I wasn't playing hard enough. So that's literally how I played. It's just like, you're going to throw me out of this game by the end of it if you have to. Or just doing the ref's not looking. Yeah, right. right. It's not <laughs> bad if you don't get caught. Grab her by the head and kick her. <laughs> a lot bit, like, more slick about it. It is probably tough to miss somebody flipping head over heels over you. <laughs> I was, I, I was, I was, I was reckless. I, here's a not great soccer story. We were playing in the state cup and there was one girl who I actually played ODP with, which people don't know that it's Olympic development program. It's basically the team you play on before you try out for like the U S women's national team for your age group. Oh, okay. Nice. So I had played with her at ODP. She's so fast. And when you're dealing with fast people, the rule of thumb is Either the ball gets by you or the girl, not both. I am slow. I am very smart. I'm a great defender, but I am slow. So if you blow by me, like it's game over. So we were in the state cup championship. We were playing her. She hadn't turned me the entire time. However, I get dehydrated very easily. It's hot and humid in Georgia in the summer. 
I'm getting, I'm like looking at my coach and I'm like, I need two minutes. Like I need to douse myself in water. Yeah. I need a sip and then I'll get back in, but I need two minutes. And he's like, no, same coach, by the way, same coach. He's like, you're not coming. <laughs> and he's like trying to throw me water as I'm running by. And I'm like defending. I'm like, I can't. And I'm like, I'm going to, I was like, well, I'm going to hurl. Like you need to be off this field. He goes, I don't care. Oh, so, I'm wow. oh, just wait. I am defending. And keep in mind, at this point, I hadn't oh. been, I hadn't signed anywhere. Please tell me you puked on a player. Mercer, Georgia, Auburn, Georgia Tech, all these coaches are there on my sideline. Oh, no. Well, Washita turns me once, and I'm, she, I'm like, she's gone. Like, when the game's tied, and I just grab a handful of hair. Oh. and just yank her back nope. <laughs> like, I'm gonna get called for this I already know no need to do like whatever well she comes back and shoves me and so I go back and shove her the ref runs over breaks us up and <laughs> all of a sudden I, I had some high school friends I played with behind the goal warming up because they were playing after us and they're like yeah Bailey like get her yeah Bailey <laughs> and I'm looking at them like stop like, <laughs> I'm, I'm about to hurl, like, stop. Like, yeah. I'm not going to end well. And I look down the sideline at my dad because he knows something's going strange here. Uh, yeah. I look at all of the college coaches, and all of a sudden I just go, and then you just hear my dad say, she's just getting rid of her lunch. Yeah. <laughs> she's good now. Yeah, he's good now. Great after that, and I was like, "All right, we got twelve more minutes in this game. Let's go. I'm good to go." (laughs) Yeah, that's puking and rallying. There we go. Oh my gosh! Holy crap! That's hilarious. (laughs) Those are two amazing stories. Uh, Just enough to get everybody's attention. Just make eye contact with everybody, and it's like, "Oh, here we go." (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just watch this. I'm for dramatic effect. Like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Look at me. Look at me. Okay, great. Everyone's looking. Yeah, Great. this this is what you call dedication. <laughs> Jesus. Well, uh, Bailey, I mean, you, you've you've been here in Cleveland a while now, and you know one of the things that you can you know always put in front of your name now, even though you didn't win, is is Emmy Award nominee Bailey Burmaster. What is that like? What's that experience for you? What are your, what are your just overall thoughts on being an Emmy Award nominee journalist? So, I'll Burmaster. be honest here. Um, I think the Emmys before I even applied this year were, were BS. Okay. Like, All right. And I can say that here. I would never say that like to anyone who's <laughs> actually with the Emmys. Cause then I would definitely for sure never win one. Um, <laughs> but what people don't know about the Emmys is you have to pay to apply. Oh, okay. And be like nominated. Ooh. So okay. You pay money to be considered mm-hmm. and then random people from around the US watch your stuff and say and rate everything on a scale of 1 to 10 and if it makes Gross. a certain qualification then you end up getting nominated okay so for me and maybe this is a former athlete in me I was like I'm not paying for an award <laughs> yeah yeah good like, <laughs> give me my award yeah. sure sure to pay to be rewarded um so what changed this year I had a coworker who really, really, really believed in a lot of the work I did. Mm-hmm. And um, she pushed me to apply, especially with a couple of the stories that I ended up being nominated on. And I remember talking to my dad. I'm like, I don't want to waste my money. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, but it, he reverted it back to when I was, you know, captain of my soccer teams and whatnot. He goes, 
Remember how we always used to say vote for yourself, because if you don't believe in yourself, who will? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's the same thing with this. What do you have to lose? If you don't believe in your work, why should anyone else? And that kind of stuck. And I was like, you know what? I am. This was the first time. I don't want to say I haven't done good work in the past or I wasn't super proud of it. But I got to cover the Deshaun Watson thing from beginning to end, literally from when they got him to being in Houston. Um, And I felt like I was able to showcase that really well. So that was when I was actually nominated for, for talent as a sports reporter, um, which was really cool. I didn't end up, did not end up winning anything, which is fine, but that worked out. And then the other thing I was nominated for, which this is actually a crazy story. um, It was my first draft with the Browns and, it was Friday of the draft and we had a draft special Sunday morning. Well, our sports producer got super, super sick and couldn't work. Mm. And he was the one who was supposed to work on this draft special the whole time. Well, Friday comes around, my boss pulls me in and he's panicking because we have no backup producers who usually would help Mm. do the show. And he's like, I don't know what to do. Like, you're going to have to do it because I'm the only one in our sports department who had any type of experience producing 30 minute hour long shows, which might be baffling to people, but yeah, I do a lot more than just like show up on TV (laughs) or a teleprompter. I Um, was under the impression that's all you anchors did. (laughs) Um, So long story short, they tried to pull me off Brown's coverage of the draft that day. And I was like, over my dead body, like this is the day they have all these picks. I want to be out there. So let me tell you what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to cover the draft as I'm supposed to today and Saturday. And then you're going to pay me whatever amount of overtime I need to do to do this show. And it's an hour long sponsored draft special. Um, We can't, we have video restrictions, all this stuff. And I think I busted it out in like four hours. And then they also, I told them, I was like, I want to be a part of this show. Like if I'm doing the work, I'm going to be on the, I'm going to be anchoring it with, you know, I think it was like Reggie Cribs and Tony, like I'm going to be up there. And I ended up doing it. I was I don't really get like nervous or like stressed a lot, but I was so stressed because I was doing so much. I had hives on my chest. I had to oh wear God. a turtleneck during, like I was wearing a <laughs> oh during it. So no one knew. And that was one that ended up getting nominated. And I was like, you know what? We're just happy to be here. Cause that show was <laughs> total cluster. You know what? Worth, um, it. worth it. it. Right. Yeah. Emmy nominated now, but you will not see me putting it in my, profiles or anything i just think that's kind of pretentious people are gonna be like she called me pretentious but whatever i think it's it's like i don't need words to validate myself i know the work i do i've been in this industry long enough i don't need to boast but um yeah you know good advice for my dad to just say if no one's gonna who's gonna believe in your work if you don't believe in your work yeah yeah that's exactly it i mean i think i think do you think that's kind of a concept that's lost like both of you, do you think that's kind of a concept that's lost, kind of lost today is like your work should speak for itself. It just feels like in this era of marketing and, and, and networking and like just just trying to put yourself out there. Like it just seems like it just seems like very few, at least at least the ones whose work does speak for themselves. It feels like if it is recognized, you don't really hear about it much anymore. Do you think that's that or is that or am I way off on that? I think it goes for like a life thing more so just in marketing or TV. I like, I think this applies to athletes and just people in general. Like I don't need to constantly talk about how great I am to prove to you how great I am. Yeah. If I do the work and I show you my work ethic, 
everything that needs to speak for itself will, will speak for itself. Yeah. Sure. I, don't, I don't have, and I think I've always been like this and I'm grateful for this, but I don't have to prove anything to anyone. Like, I think I've said it in interviews, especially being a woman in sports. It's like, oh, well, do you know who was the quarterback of this team? And like, no, but you probably don't know a sports question if I asked you about soccer. What are we doing here? I don't need to know everything. Not everyone knows everything. But I can tell you when I go into whatever I'm covering, I will be the most educated person. Yeah, I think I think it's all like I think a lot of people are have false confidence, I guess is what I'm saying. And really not just like doing the work and trusting in what they've done and what they're doing. Okay. I just saw, um, it was actually just before this NHL posted some quote that Connor Bernard did. Um, I can't remember if it was like before the draft or whatever. And the question was essentially like, like how do you handle all these expectations set for you? And he's like, I don't care about the other expectations. Like I have expectations for myself and those are high and that's all that matters. And it's like, yeah, like that's a fantastic work ethic and mindset to have is just set your own expectations and try to hit those and don't worry about, you know, how other people might perceive that. And I think that's like going off of that too. No one's going to critique me harder right. than I've already critiqued myself. Like yeah. I am my biggest enemy and my biggest critic. So sure. you know, if a viewer texts me and is like, you know, messages me and they're like, you look fat in that dress. I'm like, yeah, I probably had pizza hut for dinner and it is what it is. Like, (laughs) like, I don't know what to tell you. Or if I stumbled on something, I probably already know and realize it and noted it and I've moved on. And it's like, it is what it is. Like things happen. I am not perfect. I am a human. I live, I learn and we move on. Well, listen, Bailey, I don't know if we can be friends anymore. If you can't tell me the starting right guard for the 79 Browns right now. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. No, (laughs) Um, uh, (laughs) <laughs> no, um, before I got, I got, I got a bunch of other Cleveland stuff I want to talk to you about, but I, I just thought of something for Atlanta that I want to go back to real quick. Does anybody actually say hot Atlanta? Like, have you ever heard no. anybody call it hot? No, <laughs> that's only, that's only an outside of Atlanta thing, huh? No, I think so. Like I remember calling it ATL, like growing up and still calling it ATL occasionally here, but I think it's like, are you really from Atlanta? If you're saying hot Atlanta? Yeah. Kind of corny. It is. It's cliche. It's so cliche. Oh, God. I remember I vacationed on Lake Lanier uh, one year. Lake Lanier was the lake I was growing up. And, and, and it wasn't until like years afterwards that I found out like a town is buried underneath the, the lake and what? I got, and, bodies I, in lake Lanier. and I got yeah. to, I, that, and that just, that just a whole new perspective for me. I was like, Oh, this is awesome. And then they were like, Oh yeah, everybody's down there. I'm like, huh? <laughs> my, my favorite thing I learned when growing up in Georgia is there is the Chattahoochee river. Yeah. And there used to be this bridge, which looking back, this is so stupid, but there was this bridge. I can't remember what it was called, but we would climb off this bridge, not safe at all. And then we would yeah. jump off and <laughs> Gucci. Um, and my brother one year did like a testing of the water in the Chattahoochee. And there was so much E. coli and fecal matter in it that like yeah. it was. Yeah, correct. Correct. So I was like, mm. Ew, and I was swimming around in it. Like everyone's like, oh, the Chattahoochee. And it's like, no, it's <laughs> really, really, really gross. So that's the immune what... system. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. You build up, you build up immunity. <laughs> I oh, I've got COVID twice. So I guess I need to get uh, back to work. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. You mentioned Connor Bedard. Did you guys see that cringy like Valentine's day video of him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some, some woman, took her daughter to get his jersey autographed his windsor spitfire jersey autographed by him right and it was around valentine's day and she was filming this right 
And she goes, don't you have anything to say to him? And like this girl was like, I mean, she couldn't have been more than probably like 15, 16, right? She turns all red and she goes, just, just ask him, just ask him. And he, she goes, will you be my Valentine? And he goes, he goes, uh, I don't know. Like he's visibly like uncomfortable. He's like, he's like, I don't know. Oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. Ready? He goes, uh, I, I don't know. And the, the mom, right? The mom literally like sticks the camera in his face and goes, say yes. <laughs> and she goes, say yes. And she goes, yeah, all right. <laughs> he goes, uh, all right. It, it physically, like, it physically made me go, Ugh. Like, like, Oh, that makes me so uncomfortable just thinking <laughs> about it. Yeah. On every level, every level, that's not good. <laughs> it's just so weird. Anyway, sorry, I know. But what is he supposed to do in that instant? I don't know. Yeah. He's not going to be like, no, go. <laughs> he's like, no, just leave. Like, he's going to be nice. Oh, oh, gosh. That seems like a very, like, Karen mom thing to do right yeah, there. Like, really in a corner there. Yeah. Like, like after he said, like, I wanted to know what happened after he said yes. Was she like, okay, she loves roses. Okay, you're going to pick her up for dinner at 730. Like, she, like, she was just planning the whole night. You're going to take her to prom this year. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway sorry i know i got off topic a little bit but that's what i do my brain's a little random uh but any uh, a few cleveland things uh for you here bailey i'm just curious you know you're, you're leaving us again because you know you don't like us anymore uh anyway um your three favorite cleveland restaurants i'm gonna put you on the spot i know but your three favorite cleveland restaurants oh um okay um so I have to throw this, this would be like number three. And okay. only because it's yeah. like, I love Cordel- Cordelia on East Fourth. Yeah. Doesn't uh, have to be in any particular order either. Doesn't have to be. Because they have a great bar. And whenever I just don't feel like cooking, I will go sit at the bar and eat dinner by myself. And it's just amazing. Okay. Um, I really like the restaurant Bartleby in Ohio City that just opened. Okay. Right. And then... I would tie between like litter, like Mia Bella and Little Italy. Uh, Il, what is it? Il Rione or Il, I always mess up the name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, little, the pizza joint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the pizza joint. Yeah. Um, I love, I literally love to take the train and go to Little Italy and like have dinner and then I go get gelato mm. and then I stop by the cigar shop for my dad and get cigars. And nice. Like, um, so I love to do that. I don't know. That, that's, I'm honestly sad because like I love during the summer, the food scene, everything is so good. Um, so yeah, like I'm going to miss that. People outside of here have no idea how good the food scene is. Here no idea. I, when There's people so ask me like, what's, what's, what's the best part about Cleveland? I'm like, dude, the food scene is so good. No one knows what it is. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway. Oh gosh. I'm just thinking about food right now. Anyway, I know we only got like 10 minutes left with you. Um, uh, okay. So your three favorite sports moments that you had since you've been in Cleveland. Oh, this is hard. Okay. Um, so number one, was definitely the OBJ day. I've okay. talked about that in depth here, but the day where that just blew up, like I was working by myself. I was in the noon, the three, the four, the five, the six, the seven thirty. had an eight thirty show, did the 10 and the 11. And I was literally slurring my words by the 11 o'clock. Cause I was so tired, <laughs> but that was like an all time. Like, I don't know if this will ever like anything will ever top that. 
Um, number two would be when the Guardians clinched the division last year and going out there and talking to them when they got back and um, got to talk to Tristan McKenzie some and probably my favorite athlete during my time in Cleveland to talk to. Um, just okay. a super genuine, real dude. Um, and it's always really refreshing. Um, so that would be number two. Number three? Oh, gosh. I would say probably – I just thought this was really fascinating. It was the day Clowney kind of blew up talking <laughs> to Mary <laughs> and the yeah. locker room, and it, like, became yeah. this whole thing. And the it wasn't even, like, specifically that. It was the day following when Kevin Stefanski walks up, sits at the presser, and is like, yeah, we're going to keep everything in-house. Like, we're not going to talk about it. Like – uh, Clowney's not with the team right now, but we're, we're going to keep that in-house. We're not going to talk about it. Then they put Chris Kiffin up there and it's clear yeah. that they have like not talked about anything and yeah. they're asking him, grilling him. And he's like answering everything. He's like, yeah, you want to go in on, go in on third down. And he's like looking like laughing. Cause he's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be saying. Like you could tell he was like, you guys literally just like PR did PR did not instruct me on how I should answer these questions. <laughs> no, you literally yeah. like, there's a point where someone asked a question and is like, just to be clear, da, 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 and he was like and he like looks at the PR guy like, hey, you want to laugh this? And he's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. And I was just like, dude, like it's clear, like I don't know what the system of conversation is here, but it was not Ooh. So that's uh, three times. Those are three things I look back on and I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, nice. I'm trying to think. Obviously, Cavs playoffs were fun. Sure, sure. Um, despite the games not actually being fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I will say, like, Browns kind of aside, uh, the Cavs and Guardians players have all always been really great. They're a lot more humble, down to earth guys. That makes it a lot easier. Um, the Browns don't always fall in that category. If I'm being for real, um, the, the Browns players, players. Yeah. 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 Do you think, that, do you think that's cause there's a lot of pressure on them in this city or do you think it's just, it's just a matter of case of just like, no, they were just, I don't know. I feel weird. like pressure doesn't give you a right to be a hundred percent. Yeah. So, no, hundred percent. hundred percent. And I, I don't know. No, I think it's, it's a, a very interesting media crowd there's a lot there's a lot and they see that what players are always looking at their phones they're always looking at twitter no matter what they say yeah i think it's like they don't want to say anything that becomes something bigger than it really is so they're very like calculated in how they operate Mm -hmm. and make them more closed off where it's almost like no sometimes if you're just like real and genuine and forthcoming like it's going to establish a lot more genuine relationship. Like I, th- I feel like you saw that with like yeah. Jacoby Brissett, like he was literally here a year. He was in such an awkward situation. And like, you know, he was blunt and would say how he felt and he sure. ended up the good guy award and everyone loved talking to him because he was just honest. Yeah. And yeah. he never got, and he never got out of his PJs. Like, I feel like he just, it was like, just <laughs> like plaid sweats, a t-shirt and like maybe like a like unzipped hoodie. Maybe he's a hermit. It's a dream. He, like only left to go to Berea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah he's just That's sitting there dream, playing though. video games like i told you not to bug me when i'm streaming with my friends oh wait it's time for practice <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay let's see okay now i don't know this might be the same 
But I wanted to ask, like, if 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 Bailey had a Friday or a Saturday night uh, out in Cleveland, your three favorite hangs. Oh, God. Like, it could be a park. Could, could be a park. Could be a park. Could be a bar. Could be like, what's that? Are we during football season or not during football season? When you when you have the time to hang. When you have the time to go hang I somewhere. Like I'm a terrible person to ask this because I am the person that's like, I'm not going out tonight. I'm okay. Not. All right. Hang in. But then I will have one friend that's like, you're being a you know what. We're dragging you out. And then I'm like, okay, I'm only going to have one drink. And next thing I know, I'm blackout headed to the flats. And I'm like, why am I in the flats? Like, I should not be in the flats. Like, what am I doing here? Like, it's just one of, I'm one of those people that like the chaos just like sucks me in. And then I just end up somewhere. And I'm like, like, I remember the first time I ever went out in Cleveland. It was my first month here. And another girl who I'd known through a mutual friend, she had just moved here to work too. And she was like, hey, like, let's go watch the NBA championship game and then, like, grab drinks at Town Hall and just watch the game. Like, that's all we were doing. I was leggings and a T-shirt and some Doc Martens, okay? Like, I was not ready to go out. I don't know. Next thing I know, it's, like, 3 in the morning and we're at (laughs) at a side table. And I'm like, (laughs) what? I'm like, I'm not dressed for this. I was not mentally prepared for this. If this is how my time in Cleveland's going to go, I am in a world of trouble. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So there was, I will say there's one bar that I love in Lakewood called Brothers and they have like live okay. sometimes. Yeah. Um, so that's like a cool hangout spot. But really, um, if it's like a lot of times I just decide to stay in or me and some girlfriends will go get like a casual drink. I'm at the age where it's like 1030. It's, t- it's time to go home. Yeah. And to like go to bed. And yeah. The hangovers are three days now, and you can tell when I'm on TV, when I've, like, I have my glasses on, I can't read. I'm like, <laughs> so it really depends on the day you catch me. Some days I'm at home sitting on my couch, and I guess some days I'm out with girlfriends, and then some days I'm places where I probably shouldn't be as, like, a, a 30-year-old woman. Yeah, right? Isn't that weird, Right. It's like you look at your clock. The older you get, you look at your clock like, God, when did 1030 become late? <laughs> like, well, I just got back from the Hamptons for one of my friends' 30th. Not a big deal. I thought I, I was like, you know, it's just going to be a girls weekend. Like, we'll go to dinners, drink and then come home. And then I got home at 4 a.m. one night and we had to be up at 8 to get out of the Airbnb. And I was like. I am too old for this. (laughs) I am too old for this. Like I am struggling. I had to drive. I had the Sunday at the airport. All of us got delayed. I was like, I'm not going to make it home. Uh, Listen, listen, you just, just brought about like light bulbs. You see, Oh, there's a light bulb right here over my head. Uh, uh, I just thought of something. Last time we talked to you, Mm -hmm. you were heading to Vegas for your birthday. How did that go? <laughs> so, okay, I'll tell this story here. Okay. Um, so the first night, it was me and three of my friends. We all get in. We went out. We went to, um, I can't remember, Excess, I think, was the club we went to. We're having a grand old time. I'm drinking. I don't remember getting home. But the next morning, I was down so bad that... I could not stop puking. I went into full body cramps on our bathroom floor and couldn't move my hands. 
And it was really scary. Like two of my friends were, like, oh my to were aborting. My other friend was in there like rubbing my hands. They called an IV guy to come give me an IV. Oh my yeah. god. Oh like if I would show I like will have to show the picture to you guys off <laughs> Okay. Off, off this. Yeah, deal. Um, <laughs> but it, I mean it's it's hilarious. And he got there and he's like, so what he's like, what's going on? And I was like, I am severely dehydrated. I need like two IV bags. I need all the medicine, B12, whatever you can put in there. He's like, well, what made you cause this way? I was like, dude, I'm turning 30. Like it's my birthday. And he's like, okay, well, I'm going to give you a $700 IV for $200 since it's your birthday. And I was like, great. And he was like, do you want an appetite? And I was like, is that an option what does that I mean so confused. well he says like he gets girls who like don't want to eat in vegas oh my god <laughs> i guess i shouldn't be surprised with vegas like and i was like <laughs> yeah i want to eat like i want my, i need to eat or i'm gonna die more and then i'm gonna have to yeah. bring you back tomorrow what <laughs> So, I'm not about to spend four hundred dollars on IV bags, pal. Give me an appetite. You can haggle. You can haggle with the IV guy. <laughs> well, so this yeah. was so crazy. I finished the IV in like I'm not kidding, maybe like seven minutes. And when I tell you, I like let's go. It was it was something out of a movie. My friends were like, "How could you go from that to that?" I was like, "I don't know," but it's magic. So then the best part about this story is I'm like. Okay, I'm just, we're going to go gamble, we're going to go out, but I'm not going to drink. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, uh, I ended up drinking. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> here, here, here we are. I was trying to be responsible, but that just did not happen. Did not happen. <laughs> it was great, but uh, the IV uh, scenario was uh, terrifying. Um, and it was funny because not even a month later, I had to get another IV because I overindulged another night when I was in Houston. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, was that, was that just as expensive? No, that one was cheaper. That one was cheaper. Did you, did he give you the appetite? Like, was that extra? Is the appetite extra? <laughs> no, he did, he, I got my appetite back, but the second one was almost worse because it happened when I was staying with my parents in Houston and I okay. just, like, ordered the IV to the house and my dad had been out like at a car show drinking and he comes home and there's like a nurse IVing me in the living room. And he's like, oh, what the heck is this? And he's like yelling at me. He's like, grow up. And I'm just sitting there like, I made bad choices last night and this is what it is. I deserve it. <laughs> oh man, Joey, did you know this was an option? Joey went to Vegas for no, his bachelor party. I was there in January for my bachelor party and uh, we could have used an IV. Um, yeah, I think every single day. Yeah, I to Jason. I literally have his yeah. number still. I was like, I'm going to reach out to you whenever I come back. We literally didn't see one until we had left, like, the last day to the airport. We saw it, like, at the bottom of the hotel on the way to, like, the Uber line. And we're like, oh, that would have been nice. That would yeah, been really yeah, good. Yeah. Now you can haggle. Yeah, you can haggle your price with them. Um, those are everywhere down there, though. I feel everywhere. like like you can find them anywhere today. And honestly, they're amazing, especially I just get dehydrated super easily. So that's where I get myself yeah. in trouble. If I'm not well hydrated, like yeah. I might as well just like set up IVs beforehand. All my friends were joking. They were like, you should get sponsored by IVs. Like tell <laughs> them like, like, hey, like 15 percent off. Here's my code. <laughs> Well, hey, listen, at least you didn't puke on him. At least you didn't just stare him right in the eye and puke on him. Right? Like, oh, yeah. God. So, but now it's my parents. Like, keep, like, keep in mind, I'm 30 now. And no matter what, like, even when I was going to the Hamptons this weekend, they were like, 
do not get so drunk that you need an IV the next day. Like, I think creative problems need creative solutions. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that as long as there's a solution to it. I yeah. Parents, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm the life of the party. That's I have to break the body. Okay. That is not my fault. I just happen to be that friend. Okay. That's one of the unexpected. That's one of the more unexpected, like guys you have in your life. You know what I mean? Like everybody's got a car guy. Like some people got like a, like, like, a, I don't know, like, like a weed, like a weed guy. You got an IV guy now. You got an IV guy. Right? Like, if that's the type of guy I have. Like there's a lot worse guys to have in my phone. Okay. That, that's like, true. I have that's an true. IV guy. That's, that, that's fine. That's fine. Doing <sighs> well, Bailey Burmaster, it is, I mean, you got to go work now. I mean, right? You gotta, you gotta... I do. I have like five more minutes. I can give you five more minutes for any other burning questions you have. You so. know, <laughs> you know, I <laughs> I can't get into any more details. We, we could. Yeah. I have to sell how to sell, set healthy boundaries. Yeah, I mean, we've I mean, we've covered a lot. I mean, we've covered drinking, puking, sports, uh, TV, media. We've kind of just just I'm a just, gem, right? Like, <laughs> I sounds great. Everyone's <laughs> like, "Thank God she's leaving." <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, I mean, some people are probably going to say, "God, I'm going to miss her so much." <laughs> I need Bailey in my life. But um yeah, uh, honestly, Bailey, um, you know, you've been you've been so good to us. We you know, we've loved having you on. We love chatting with you. And honestly, we wish you all the best down in uh where it is hot in atlanta um the atl uh and don't you know say it. don't say it uh, doesn't luda say it i feel like luda says it it's cooler because it's luda right yeah <laughs> are you saying i'm are you saying i'm not as cool as luda no <laughs> oh, yeah, in a you're roundabout right. way you're totally right by the way you're totally right <laughs> No, but honestly, we wish you all the best. We love you. We hope this isn't the last time we talk to you. But uh, honestly, all the best down in Atlanta. And, you know, just, just yeah. Aww. Thank you so much for, for, for coming on and chatting with us and, and, and all the best, really. No, thank you, guys. You guys have always been so kind. And I always appreciate coming on here because it's always a fun time. You never know what we're going to talk about. I think we've talked about Evie on water, Patrick Mahomes, like, sports yeah. now me puking getting ivs so yeah. and things just happen really covers everything. yeah <laughs> no, 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 no. and now that you don't have any time left smart water is great uh okay bye bailey no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just kidding <laughs> take I'm it so easy loyal. don't think i'm not loyal to the okay. I, know. I know you're staunch on on, on evian <laughs> all right bailey well honestly uh take care and and we love you we'll see you later all right thank you guys bye thank you bye Huh. Bailey Burmaster, man. What a, what a convo, man. It's always a great oh hang with Bailey. Like, like, you know, like, I feel like we, I feel like you could, Bailey's the kind of person you could just kind of sit at a bar with and just you know, have a drink and just like, you know, the conversation's never going to end. Oh my gosh. Great stories too. Yeah. Fantastic stories. <laughs> right. I mean, I've, I mean, I've had some stories before, right? Like, I, like, I, like, I don't know. I, I clotheslined a guy in football practice one time. But I've never like that's contact though. Like throwing somebody over your shoulder in a soccer match is a whole different ballpark. I feel. <laughs> yeah, it it totally is, especially especially like I don't know when you're getting so angry and like it's like I mean it's like concussion city. But <laughs> anyway, oh my god! You know, you know what? I forgot to mention something at the beginning of the show here, Joe. Uh, Garage beers, Mike is not with us tonight. In case anybody oh, really? notices, it doesn't he hasn't <laughs> noticed yet. You know. Uh, he is, yeah, he, is than ever. he is, he is, he is in Oklahoma city. Uh, is it? Oh yeah. 
He's uh, Oklahoma City with all the suits. <laughs> He's with, with all the suits. Big suit convention. Out there. Yeah. Bunch of insurance nerds. And uh, him are talking insurance. <laughs> and retirement. retirement. That sounds, sounds riveting. Doesn't it? I... Yeah. <laughs> I feel, there right now. I, I feel like at these conferences though granted i've never been to one but like i've seen you know f- like like clips online uh of i bet you there's just some sort of special musical guest after all the different speakers that he's going to hear it's probably like i don't know it's probably like you know a journey or bad company or something yeah i i'm just um <laughs> hopefully they're not like streaming this in front of everybody they're not like <laughs> oh he's putting uh, it up there for, for everybody yeah, right. to see no, I just couldn't imagine going to like a conference like that with coworkers and wearing a suit. I just, I'm not a suit guy. Yeah, no. It's like pulling teeth for me. Dude, I, I, please let me hang in the background. Like at my current job right now, I mean, I've gotten offered like job promotions and I'm like, I, I don't need the stress in my life. <laughs> I yeah. just, I don't, yeah. you know, I mean, like, I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, at your place of employment, you like, you look at the management, upper management, you just see the, all the stress that they're under. Right. And you're just like, no, I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that at all. It is a lot of stress, a lot of stress in those worlds. Yeah. Right. It's just, Oh, and you just see them going nuts. Like you're like, I have bad anxiety to begin with, but you're like an anxiety in a management role, especially upper level has just got to be like, Oh, like, no, like I don't want any part of that dude. I don't know. You need like therapy or coaching or something to get you through some of that. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That is not my cup of tea. Oh man. Well, I mean, there's a couple of quick, uh, quick notes, uh, to, to get on a couple of NHL trades happened today. I mean, not, again, there's not much happening in sports. I mean, the guardians are yeah. again, we're, we're, we're near the end of June. I mean, we're, we're, we're getting to the point where, you know, games are, you know, you should pay more attention to games. We're, we're getting there. I mean, it's near the end of June here as we get in to the later parts of July. It's like, okay, you know, the guardians really have to start picking it up, but we're still in that period right now, dude, where it's just kind of like, you know, it's, they're still fighting. They're still in the central. Yeah. There's still only a couple of games back, but it's just, it's just like, here we are. <laughs> here we are. It's we're kind of it out right now. I mean, it's not, I, I feel like, baseball's biggest fault just the games are just so meaningless like it's just it's it's the way the sport's set up like even they had um they had the london series with st louis and chicago cubs uh, over the weekend and it's like two games and they have a huge turnout but like it just doesn't like they split the series and it's it's just a case to shorten the season right like i mean every little literally i don't know anybody who makes a big deal out of April and May in the baseball season, yeah. right? It just makes a case to shorten the baseball season, right? Because the ur- the sense of urgency is is quicker there if you shorten the season oh, by yeah. a month and a half at least, right? Yeah, you have to. I, I I think that I've been a proponent of that for so long. Get rid of the March and April dates. It's no good baseball in there. Like, yeah, teams get hot and then they're the first teams to fade. Um, you're playing in crappy weather. Like, you know, I just I hate that. That's such a factor and. I don't know. Then the guardians always suck in April. So yeah, literally everybody writes off this. How many, I, do you know anybody that goes, Oh my God. I mean, they went, they went, you know, seven and 12 in April. Oh my God. Everybody's freaking. I, I, I don't know anybody who does that. Everybody, everybody I see just goes chill out. Okay. It's yeah. only the beginning of May. I want to, I want to be scrutinizing every series we got here, you know? Yeah. Right. Like uh, if, if if the season started in June, you could be like, oh shit, we lost to the twins or something like that. Right. Yeah. 
totally, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I'd shorten it. I, I, I think the amount of games, like the series are fine. The, uh, you know, amount of games that they play in a week is fine, but like, you got to shave off like a month and a half of the season. <laughs> yeah. I'd be, I'd, just, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just, I was going to say it's just brutal. Yeah. I th- you know, and I think people, you know, a lot of, one of the biggest complaints, especially by, by Mike is that, you know, the, the marketing is terrible. Like baseball does baseball does a terrible job marketing itself. How exciting would it be if the, if the games mattered more earlier? Yeah. Right. That, that would it, just only add to that element. Right. It's not like there's, you know, stuff being played now where it's like, Oh yeah. Like they're missing out on marketing. This thing that's happening on the field. It's like, no, none of it matters. <laughs> like, yeah. It yeah. Just, it, you just, the whole season is just such a sample size of like the bigger picture that it just, it doesn't matter. They're fun games to go to. August through October is exhilarating. Actually, July on after the All Star break, yeah. I think is the most fun time to watch baseball. But before that, it's just man, brutal. Yeah, that's when you're locked in. That's when you're yeah. locked in. I mean, the most exciting storyline right now is what's his face? I can't remember his name. Is still hitting over 400, right? Oh, uh, Luis Arias. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that, that's a, that's an exciting storyline, I guess. Very, I mean, very exciting. The fact that he's kept it up this long. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, outside of that, it's just it's just here's here's another That's baseball it. season. Yeah. I mean, I, I will say this though, I, I do enjoy watching the Reds right now. I mean, I hopefully they can mm-hmm. keep it going. Uh I mean they are electric right now. It's it's exciting baseball watching them, but yeah, I don't know. Well, you know, that's it. Uh hockey's trying to do stuff. Hockey there's, has there's done a, a couple, couple interesting things. trades. I just saw that today and it, it intrigues me. Pierre Luc Dubois is heading to the Kings. In exchange for Gabe Velarde, Alex Iafolo, Rasmus Kupari, and a 2024 second round pick from LA. See this to me, and by the way, uh, LA is is signing Pierre Luc Dubois to an eight year, eight and a half yes. million uh, dollar deal AAV. And for you know, for people who don't know hockey contracts, eight and a half million is a pretty sizable contract by NHL that's standards. Potential. Yeah, um, I think that's exactly what Pierre Luc Dubois wanted. Yeah. Right. That was his kind of his disgruntlement in Columbus was he wanted to play for a bigger market team. Sure. Uh, got traded to Winnipeg. And I mean, who knows if that just didn't work out or Winnipeg is probably rebuilding, I would imagine, in some way, shape or form right now. Yeah. Uh, so he got his big market, got a big contract, signed it for a long time. Like, yeah, I don't think I don't think that's a trade that's going to make the Kings you know, the team to beat in the West, but it's a piece that they're adding, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And it, it, you you know, I think this, this is a move that screams to me that, that the Kings are going for it. They realize that they have only so big of a window right now. Yeah. uh, Especially with, with Vegas and how they're built. Uh, you know, because Vegas is so strong up the middle of the ice. I mean, great. Yeah, their goaltending is a little bit questionable, but they're so st- and they're and they're not going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, they're going to look a little bit different next year. Yeah. But uh, I mean, the Kings realize that, like, look, we're in the same we're in the same division. We're in the same conferences as, as Vegas. We've got we got to get better. We have got to get better. And, you know, Pierre-Luc Dubois, for as big of a diva as he is, uh, he's a really, really good player. He's a 70 point a year player. And anytime you can add that, I mean, you know, you have Kopitar who isn't slowing down anytime soon at the center position. Now you add a second center, second line center in Luke Dubois, who is going to give you 70 points. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a great deal for the Kings, man. It's a great deal for the Kings and Winnipeg and Winnipeg gets great depth too. I mean, I have and Velarde are, are good players. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good it, uh, I, I was really thinking that Winnipeg was going to be dismantling this year. I I thought that their window was kind of passed and they're going to start, you know, really sh- shipping off some pieces and maybe they're not done yet, but yeah, yeah. They, got, they got a decent return out of it. So yeah. Um, the other intriguing trade, uh, I forgot who got returned to Boston, but was Taylor Hall and um, uh, Nick Felino. Yeah. Going to Chicago. Yeah. Connor Bedard. Oh, yeah. And uh, man, do I just hate that move because <laughs> I know you love it, but man, I just, I hate seeing the Blackhawks ramp up. I've enjoyed the years of misery that they've had recently. Yeah. And you just know that they're just going to be a good team in two to three years, if not this upcoming season. <laughs> well, yeah, and you know the crazy thing? You know the crazy thing? Is they could very much very well re-sign Patrick Kane. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Out of all of this. Yeah. To be to be the winger uh, beside Bedard, you know, and Taylor Hall, I, I I do I like it, I I like it because Taylor Hall is a good player. I mean, he struggled in his in his latter years here, but for yeah. so long he's been a great offensive player. And if he has someone centering his line like Bedard, who's going to be able to make plays for him and get him and, and get him open open opportunities, open looks, uh, you know, I he's still a, a good shot. So I think. This 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 could be really good. I mean, Nick Foligno doesn't do much from an on ice standpoint for Bedard, but he does some no. re, uh, some really good from a mentorship and a leadership standpoint. Sure. I mean, yeah, a, I think that's captain. exactly that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, yeah. He just signed a one year deal with Chicago, so I think you know they're looking short term and being a locker room boost for that team and a mentor. And um, that's exactly what you, that's what Columbus has been missing is get that get that veteran presence in the locker room. Get somebody on yeah. there to you know, calm the goaltender room down or, you know, yeah. just be a, be a leader on that team. And uh, yeah, Chicago's doing it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the other trade that I wanted to point out is, uh, you know, the, the thing was, you know, the New Jersey Devils this year, they were such a young team. They were such a young up and coming team. Right. It, yeah. But the, the one thing they were missing was that veteran presence. They, they, they were missing guys who in the locker room during playoff time were, you, you know, could, kind of keep everybody's heads in check could kind of calm everybody yep. down because you could tell, you could tell that the devils were just, they kind of played with, with their hair on fire a little bit. They kind of played like very anxious. You could tell that the urgency mm-hmm. was there, but they were just kind of overthinking things. And the devils just traded for Tyler to Foley today from Calgary. And I think That's that is awesome. the, that is the perfect acquisition for New Jersey, because he's a guy that has, that has a boatload of experience. He's a Stanley cup winner. And I think he's really going to keep guys like Jack Hughes, uh, 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 Jesper Brat in, uh, in check, yeah. in check. Yeah. And I, I think they're going to, he's going to, he's going to be a great addition to that locker room. And he's still playing at a really high level. So you bring, yeah. you bring a really good addition to your team and yeah, great presence in the locker room. And, um, yeah, I think that's, that's a really impressive trade that they did there. How pissed are you if you're Nazim Kadri in Calgary? I mean, you get rid of Johnny Gaudreau, you get rid of Tyler Toffoli, you're getting rid of all your good players, man. What are they doing? Who's selling? I don't know. I don't know. I'd and then they so got, mad if I was a fan of that team. And then they got rid of their rid of the GM who was making all these moves. It was yeah. it's that's, a, that's crazy. a good show. Well, you know, we're we're over an hour into this thing, man. So yeah. it, it's it's uh it's we lasted this long, man. I, I'm surprised. <laughs> that's all. We put together a decent show here. No, I know, I know. We uh, there, there wasn't a whole lot to talk about, but there was some news that we touched on. But uh, let's get yeah. to our you know a couple of segments uh, here, man. Let's get to our asshole of the week. Everybody knows mm. it. Anybody who's watched this show 
uh, for weeks now uh, knows that we call out just people who are being an asshole. Uh, and it was, um, it, it, it was no different this week. So, uh, I mean, well, Joe, who do you got? Yeah. Someone, someone needs to be called out for being an asshole. Who is, who's your asshole I, of the week? I got like a four partner. <laughs> do it, do it, please. <laughs> One of those weeks. Uh, yeah. first is the NHL, uh, for announcing their schedule release. Uh, and they're trying to do it in like a grand fashion, like the uh, NHL or sorry, NFL did. Yeah. And um, nobody gives a shit. Like nobody cares about the NHL schedule. Uh, it's not as cool. Like the NFL is the only league where that is cool because you don't play every single team. Like yeah. you like the matchups are fun and that's, what's intriguing about the whole process. Other than that, be like, Hey guys, check the website schedules up. That's it. Don't need a whole <laughs> video. Don't need a whole interview process. I'm good on that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no like, uh, <laughs> yeah. You're not gonna match like the, these NFL social media teams, right? Why? Yeah, <laughs> you're it's not, you're not like, going to. It's just stop. Like, I, I get it. They're kind of riding like the high because they had the awards week this week, and you know they have a lot of publicity around them, whatever. But like, I'm, we're good on that. We don't need any of that. Yeah. What? Uh, what's your? Yeah, I was saying you got a four-parter. <laughs> yeah, parts two through four involve <laughs> delivery services, outdoor furniture in the summertime. Oh boy, uh, you you uh, yeah, sounds like a personal experience. Amazon really just destroyed all expectations I have for ordering something. Like I I think the like instant gratification that you can get from Amazon and ordering something there like next day two days makes every single thing that you buy that doesn't arrive in two days absolutely unbearable. Yeah, and uh, makes me like weirdly anxious. So we um, we got some outdoor furniture because uh, Lowe's had a clearance sale last week or whatever that they were doing at a season sale, and uh, we ordered it last week. And it, it's like a bigger item, so it goes through like a third party shipping service. And like they gave us like a date range. We're not going to be here for part of that date range, so we're trying to email them like hey like we're not going to be home can you please deliver it sooner or later and no response on them and uh it's just stressful i just don't like waiting and plus uh on top of that the outdoor furniture business is a total scam like uh, the worst thing in the world it's so expensive you're about outdoor furniture or recently it's it's like as soon as you have like a card table and chairs and you put on it that it's outdoor safe it's like five hundred dollars um i hate it it's ridiculous <laughs> jesus christ man <laughs> so yeah so we're, we're just having the clearance out here um, <laughs> yeah I, I think it's just amazon third-party shipping services sorry if anyone works for third-party shipping services but reply to your customer emails and after furniture companies uh, maybe that's a business to get into actually that's that's a perfect example of a company that's just gotten too big right mm -hmm. Like, 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 like they just don't give a shit. Right. It's, it's just, as long as the stuff gets delivered, that's really all Amazon cares about. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's it. And uh. every other company that provides a shipping service is just completely inferior to it. Now it's just sucks. <laughs> First world problems. First world problems. First world problems, man. <laughs> bitch in the bitch, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh man. Uh, well, my asshole of the week, uh, goes to Antonio Brown. I mean, I know we've had him, as our oh, asshole of the yeah. week for a while now, but uh, yeah. he's now getting sued by a bunch of his players and coaches 
this time, you know, you know, first off, Antonio like NFL Brown, players and coaches. No, let's give let's give context here. Uh, Antonio Brown bought a stake in the uh, indoor football team, the Albany Empire. Oh yeah, and oh, okay. There was all kinds uh, of reports out there that like he denied was this the team that he wanted to like play on. He, as well? he wanted to play for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That he, I think he did suit up one night for as well, but this was a team that for no reason whatsoever, I, I haven't seen any context about this, but he denied them hotel rooms on road trips. He was refusing to pay them. Only a few players got paid and like coaches quit players quit and then and then they had to just basically get scabs to come in and play for this team so he wasn't doing any he wasn't paying any players man none of that well it just came out today he's getting sued by the players that he did pay and the coaches that he did pay because he just pulled the money out of their bank account what <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He pulled the money. Man. He, oh he is a psycho, Joe. Ooh, <laughs> he is that's stupid. Psycho. What? Like, you didn't think anybody would notice? Like, what are you doing? You didn't think anybody oh would gosh. notice? I mean, the, the players that he, he did pay have since moved on to other teams. But sure. You're not, you, you don't think you're going to notice? Like, I don't know. I mean, I think arena football players get paid six, seven hundred dollars, you know, a, a week right, or something like, like that. And he's got the money. He's got the money to pay him. I don't know what he's doing. Oh my <laughs> gosh. It's like these guys probably aren't making enough as is. Like, don't pull the money out from their bank account. Like, yeah, exactly, dude. Like, what they're. An asshole. I know these arena football guys. I mean, this is their, this is their $40,000 a year job, dude. Like, like, oh. <laughs> like, what are you doing? What an oh, asshole. Yikes. <laughs> yikes. 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 But that's those are, one. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. But those are our assholes of the week. Uh, but let's move on. Let's flip the switch here. Move on to something positive. And let's go to our cheers of the week. Mm. But Joey, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot to cheers this week, right? Yeah, sure. Why don't you start? Oh, dude, I'm going to go. I, I've got just as good uh, of a cheers. My cheers okay. goes to uh, Stephen F. Austin bowling coach, Steve Lemke. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. All right. for this. You're yeah. welcome for this. Big name. Uh, yeah. Steve Lemke uh, just got fired uh, from coaching uh, coaching his bowling team coach. It'll be an assistant coach of the Stephen F. Austin bowling team. The lady Jacks, if you will, uh, for having a consensual sexual relationship with one of the players. The problem is the head coach was his wife. <laughs> oh, ooh. 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 that's weird. But, <laughs> but the reason why I'm giving him cheers is this guy is like the honey badger. Cause he just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> he just oh doesn't give a fuck about it. He like he was clearly done with this marriage, right? He was clearly done with his marriage. It, it, you know, it, he made a statement to the local papers. Oh. Like, are you ready for this? He made a statement to the local papers. He goes, "Quote: uh, I knew it was kind of a no-no. There's not a rule and <laughs> saying saying it can't happen." Like, like I knew it was kind of a no-no. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, oh he was, he was, he, he, dude, he was just super unapologetic. He's like, like, there's not a law saying I'm going to go to jail for doing something like this. There's nothing in stone. I guess it's just an ethics code. Like, you know, we frown upon it, but there's no rule. There's no law broken. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> like, 
Yeah, I feel like that's simultaneously like the cheers and asshole the week bundled up yeah. down right there. Yeah. And he's like, Hey, ready? He's like, he goes like, I, he goes, I was a stay at home dad for five years with the kids while Amber got to go off and coach the team. And when she get back, I'd run practices on top of taking care of the kids while she was back. <laughs> when oh, they, when God. they travel again, I would sit back and take care of the kids. Then when I got hired on, she almost forced me to run practices. I was a volunteer the entire time before that, trying to help out Amber. Once I got hired on one thing stemmed from another. I felt like I was doing too much for what I was being valued at. <laughs> Like this guy is like so fucked. This guy's so fucked in the head. <laughs> like <laughs> he's like, I mean, I don't know if he's I wouldn't say he's like fucked in the head, but like the fact that he's just so like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I wasn't I was doing more than I was, dude. You're working for your wife. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Negotiate a little more. <laughs> no, what are you trying to like? You weren't trying to hide it, obviously. So here we are. You're, clo- you're close with the boss, like, god damn. <laughs> Yeah. Oh geez, that's wild. Yeah, it's a good one, right? It's a good that's one. Wild. <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything major to cheer like that. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna go, you know, super freaking lame. Sure, and, whatever. Uh, down to earth. It's I'm, a cheers. I'm it's a cheers. Cheers in my AC this week. Your AC. That we got upstairs, right above my head, right now. It's doing well. It's keeping us cool, and we will have serious problems if that goes out. Um. Yeah, that's it. Ah, oh, perfect. Wait, wait, wait. You said it's a what? It's it's above your head. Oh, the vents above your head. No, it's the actual units above my head. Uh, oh, what? Wait, what? It's in the attic. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like the HVAC's in the attic. The the thingy's outside. So I don't know what it's called. Yeah, that must be a southern thing. I'm not that homeowner. Well, yeah, because uh, all the vents are in the ceiling. Yeah. Uh, the air comes cold air comes down, and the AC is always on. Mm, I got you. Oh man, I don't envy you guys in the south, man. That's the south is a different kind of hot, man. It is. It it, it is. Oh, they did a comparison actually. So uh, it's going to be a hundred and I think the actual like air temperature is going to be a hundred and five on Thursday here. Oh, dude. And in like somewhere in Arizona, it doesn't matter. Arizona's hot. The air temperature is going to be a hundred and fifteen. And in oh. Arizona, because there's no humidity, it's going to feel like 102. And in Nashville, because there is so much humidity, like the dew point's going to be like 80% or something like that. It's going to feel like 114 or something like that. Yeah. And it's just like gross. It's horrible. It's, I just need to find water. I don't have any water. Last year, we would sit out back and we would just put the hose on like a sprinkler mode and just spray it in the air and sit out there and like try, try to cool <laughs> off. That. Uh, but I think we're going to try to find some uh, some water over the long weekend. Dude. I just remember, like, of all the times I've been south of the Mason-Dixon line, man, it's just, like, it feels like the sun is, like, a thousand feet yeah. closer to you. <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> so. it's pretty unbearable. It's, like, it's tough to enjoy, like, the beautiful outdoors of summer because it's so freaking hot here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, those are our cheers of the week. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think... You know, I think we're going to get out of here for the night, man. It's, uh, you know, we had a great conversation with Bailey Birdmaster. Our thanks, thanks goes to her and all the best of luck to her down in Hotlanta. Yeah, I said it. Um, <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I, I mean, a, a great show, Joey. Th- you know, we got to send out our thank yous. Uh, you know, our, our thanks goes to the OBR streaming service. Um, you know, we, we, we love that you guys let us come on here and, and let us talk about whatever we want to once a week on Tuesday nights. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and be sure to tune into, you know, the OBR, the website, uh, you know, all the different Browns podcasts that the OBR has to offer. I mean, we got some incredible, incredible uh, staff here at the OBR to break fit, break down film, talk about, you know, everything, pretty much anything and everything that goes on uh, with the Browns, you know? And then the second thank you goes out to uh, you, Joey. Yeah. Uh, second thing, it goes to you, man. Like, thanks for, thanks for hanging out with me tonight, man. I yeah, was, I was gonna have to do the show by myself. Uh, yeah, we got like a full show today too. Yeah. Yeah. Like we should keep Mike out of this. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But then uh, obviously the best, the most important thank you goes out to you guys, the listeners, everybody who joined us live tonight. Uh, we, we, we just had a great time and uh, we'll be back. We're actually not going to do a show next week. And next week is the Correct. 4th of July. Uh, so we'll be back in two weeks uh, with a, hopefully a very special Browns guest. So you're going to yes. want to tune in for that. A very, very special Browns guest. And uh, yeah, so yeah, stay tuned to our social medias for that. Go follow our social medias, by the way, uh, at the Garage Beers, Garage Beers Chad, Garage Beers Joe, Garage Beers Mike. Uh, we we definitely try to stay active. We're not the best <laughs> at staying active, active, but we try to stay active on our social medias. Uh, so yeah, but stay tuned for updates and we got a lot of fun stuff coming up here on the Garage Beers podcast. So uh, for Garage Beers Joe down there in Nashville, I'm Garage Beers Chad out here on the east side of Cleveland in Menor, Ohio. Uh, we'll see you in uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Happy Fourth of July, everybody! Take care. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.